Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode five. Five. We'll go with five. Welcome to episode five. We are officially at uh, a handful. Uh, this is the Hanging Shavs podcast. This is your host, one of the hosts, Mike Pavlik, and uh, we are joined by the wonderful, brilliant other host. Hey, this is Matt Shaver. Hey, very nice. That's wonderful. That was a great intro. It's always good to hear from you, Matt. How, uh, how's your week been? Good. You know, it's been uh, kind of nice in Chicago, weather-wise. Oh, that's and This good. is a, basically how I start every Zoom call that I have to be on, the same exact way, just like that. Oh, how's that? You wait for the other person to start talking? No, I, I, I just always, they're just, oh, how's it going? And I'm just like, well, it hit 70 degrees today in Chicago, which is a good thing, blah, blah, blah. And just the same weather-related bullshit every time I talk to them. It's pretty unbelievable how undefeated that start to a business call is. You'd think that you'd talk about something else. Oh, I tried a new recipe. Oh, my sister had a baby. Oh. A pipe in my garage burst. Literally anything. But it's always weather. Well, here's the thing. There's nothing going on in anyone's life, really. Like we, I mean, yeah, like you, the other thing you could say is like, oh, yeah, I just got my second dose. But that's a terrible risk to take because the person on the other end could be like, oh, so you're one of them robot people that lets the government think for you. And then you're like, I'm sorry. I said anything. I don't know. Here's what I so, think what would happen if I would say that knowing the luck that I have in life, which is the absolute worst, best, the best, the worst. I would imagine that the person on the other end would just start buying like a sheep, um, and just never stop buying. And then I would just lose any business that I would ever have come close to creating. Wait, buying like a sheep. What do you, what do you mean by that? Bah. Oh, bot, bot. Yeah, it was kind of hard to do. You know, <laughs> what the? That's not fuck? something that's very natural to a. Uh, do you sell to a lot of farm animals? Is that why? Like, uh, no. But the, the joke is that if you're getting the vaccine, you're a sheep, and they're hurting you like a sheep. Uh, you see, uh, that went right over my head. It yeah, right over my head. yeah. That's the joke. Yeah, no. I mean, I the thing is, weather is just the safest thing to talk about ever. Like yeah. that'll be the day when I start a call with weather, and the guy on the other end is a guy who gets ticked off about weather. Be like, oh, it's nice in Chicago, is it? Well, fuck you, cocksucker. It's raining here in Detroit. And I'll just be like, oh, I can't believe it. It finally happened. You Someone be, got you know, pissed. I feel like it would be way more funny if, and I might do this on the next call, um, somehow make a joke centered around Pompeii. You know that Amazon commercial where the dude doesn't know uh, what city the volcano blows up on and the, he asks the Amazon kitchen assistant, Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, Alexa, can you put your finger in my butthole? Yeah. And also tell me what, what, uh, what Pretty soon she will be able to. Uh, Dude, I'm honestly shocked that she hasn't already. Just imagine that, a little robot arm coming out of the bottom Alexa and just putting fingers straight up your ass. I mean, honestly, (laughs) if Amazon's really going to try to create the most revenue, I hope that they would just leap over the finger and just go straight to the tongue. Just create a rubberized Ooh, tongue. Wow, they're going as straight ass to mouth. I mean, you have to imagine that whatever Amazon does, they're going to do it one step better than your expectations. So it's my just baseline a expectations. Slow licking motion, like a little uh, fucking tongue comes out and just starts starts slowly, and it's Jeff Bezos's voice going, "You like that? 
You like that? I want. I want. I don't. The... I don't know what he sounds like. That's what I assume he sounds like. That's a pretty good one. I feel like that also could either be Jeff Bezos or like your neighborhood librarian. Are they like the that? same voices? Yeah. You like that? Yeah. That. I. I. Yeah, I can see that. Oh, I what are you? That. What are you looking for? He just Hemingway? looks like such a dweeb that I have to imagine that's how he sounds. I feel like the richer he's gotten, the lazier his eyes gotten. Like with with all with <laughs> as his net worth and billions have like racked up. His, oh yeah, his the weight of his eye just increases. I'm like, dude, what's? <laughs> dude. You don't like see a doctor or like with all these celebrity plastic surgeries and shit. You couldn't go to somebody and be like, hey. You would think, dude. Like you would think if you were that rich, you could make yourself look better. Like probably. The person who's done it really well is Elon Musk, who, like, was bald, like, was legitimately going bald. Violently. Like, yeah. Like, like chemotherapy bald. He literally yeah. looked like he was going through chemotherapy. And then, and now he has, like, a full head of hair and is also about to be the worst host on the worst season of Saturday Night Live. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. It's yeah, just, we uh, could, that could be a deep, deep hole that we dig if we go into that topic. I would love it if he just crashed a SpaceX rocket into Rockefeller Center and just it just took it all out once and for all. Oh, just... why? He did say that uh, many people are going to die most likely in our efforts to get to Mars. And yeah. I was like, oh, so he's just going to be able to say that on like a... Uh, one o'clock on a Tuesday and no one's yeah. gonna bat an eye. Like that's what the that fuck was like is the most on? that was like the most uh Roman Emperor esque thing I've heard a modern figurehead say in a long time. Where it's just like it was such a fucking Lord Farquaad quote. Like some of you may die. Yes, but that is a risk I am willing to take. I was like, what the fuck? What is he saying right now? Are you kidding me? It's like take take your pick from ruthless leaders from movies which i love that you immediately jumped to lauren farquaad i love that you just skipped all real life movies and just went to straight to the animated <laughs> villain the that's ogre fucking the talking awesome donkey. Yeah. that's i was not gonna take it there i was gonna take it drago from rocky four which i know you have not seen haven't seen it. um but there's a classic line there but i love that you said fucking and went straight to farquaad because I, that is a line isn't it isn't that what farquaad yeah, says that's the exact line he's because he sends all the knights out to go hunt the ogre or whatever and he's like some of you may die which is like almost verbatim what bezos just said in the, or not bezos fucking musk and the worst part is that there's so many musk stands that just like that literally if they could would lick this man's asshole that they were yes. like oh well you know he's right that's just scientifically part of probably what's going to be required to get a man on Mars. And it's like, well, how, how fucking important is it to get to Mars right now? By the way, we're still in the middle. 200,000 people are dead in India. Why the fuck are we even talking about Mars? I don't give a fuck about Mars. You think anyone in India gives a fuck about Mars? There's no oxygen in India. They don't give a fuck about oxygen on Mars. Have you seen some of like the architectural modeling too for the, the Mars colony? No, it, it looks probably terrible. looks so dumb. It, it probably looks, looks so terrible. dumb. It, it Who the fuck wants to live in a fucking igloo yeah. on another planet with it no It looks water? like everyone's going to be living in a janitor's closet, but you're on Mars in a janitor's closet. I was like, who the right. fuck thinks this is fun? What is Why would that on? be cool? Why would that Dude. even be exciting? Even if you're a scientist nerd, even if you're someone who has zero friends here, why would you ever want to be like, yeah, I will go live on a fucking red, desolate, piece-of-shit windstorm planet. 
with that, nothing going have on. They, have they just not seen Total Recall and don't know what happened to Arnold Schwarzenegger? Like, just show them that clip from that movie, and I think everyone that's thinking about going to Mars will immediately be like, eh, you know what? I'll just fucking die on Earth. Like, is it me- for clout? Like, are people, do they want to go I mean, to Mars sure. for clout? Dude, there's got to be a, a decent amount of people that it's for clout. For, I mean, naturally. But, people but then, jerk like, off to space and moon and Mars and other planets. But then once you're there, like, who's the clout for? Like, you're not about to get pussy on Mars if you're on, like, you're not coming back. There's no, there's no, no. way you're coming back. No, exactly. 100%. The, I feel like people are literally going to get there and be like, oh, shit, I never thought that I would actually get this far. What do I do now? It's just gonna be. It's just gonna be like eight rich dudes that get there and end up just sucking each other off, like a bit, like a big fucking a human centipede of just sucking each other off. What if? Because that's all they're gonna have. Oh, so it's gonna be like a Mars orgy. You're just gonna send super. No, rich- it's literally good. they're they're all gonna get there and be like, "Hey, we're on Mars, guys." And then like a week later, they're gonna be like, "Yo, I'm on Mars." You know, guy be like, hey, "Bro, I'm right here with you." And they'd be like, "Well, that's." That's pretty fucking cool, dude. And then, like, two weeks after that, it'll just be them just sucking mm. each other's Because there's literally, what else are you going to do there? What are you going to do? Even that movie with Matt Damon, he, what was he doing? He was turning his own mm. shit into, into soil. The Martian? That well, was, like, that was actually a the, smart move. That if you know what? things about gardening, that was smart. Mike, don't, don't you get on one of your tirades about how it's okay for you to shit in public gardens again. Mm. This is not the time or the place. Mm. Have you ever shit outside? <laughs> Have I ever shit outside? Have you ever shit outside? Have I ever shit? Oh, yeah, I've shit outside. Okay, good. I'm glad you're man enough to admit that to the public. I got the shit scared out of me, literally, outside. Do you remember After After Prom? Oh, okay, yeah, that's the story that I, I didn't realize that you shit out there. Okay, gotcha. I shit outside and had to wipe my ass with Subway napkins. Oh, that's, that's not that I got, bad. I got the shit scared out of me. Yeah. It was terrible. That's it was not terrible. Great. Was that post fleeing? That was post fleeing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. It was. Well, maybe someday on the show, I'll, I'll, we can talk the, about the whole story of that. Yeah. Uh, well, if you want to hear, if you want to hear that story, tell five of your friends to listen to the previous four podcasts episodes, and then you'll get I've, that story. I don't think I've told that before. I don't think you have either. I'm saying oh. that if you want to hear the story oh, oh, in the oh. future, Keep you need listening. to get five people to bump That's up right. our numbers. That's right. We're at, we're at 400,000 listeners right now, and we'll release that story when we're at 500,000. Yeah, Jake uh, Paul recently uh, challenged both me and Matt to a boxing match mm-hmm. at the same time in the mm-hmm. ring. Um, so uh, me and Matt are actually going to get in the same pair of uh, boxing trunks and uh, box Jake Paul. What so if it's kind of just be, did be like a Siamese just... twin kind of boxing situation. What if we like just put rocks in our gloves? How do you cheat at box? Isn't that what they do? Can't you like stuff your gloves or something? I think you can. Yeah, you, I think you can put like. Uh, I'm gonna sound really dumb. There's gonna be some boxing hardo that's gonna crack me for this, but like maybe like concrete or some shit in there, or like uh, not a paste, <laughs> but a, a mold. I don't think I'm R- wrong. Rubber here. Like a mold or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, they're, like, they're like they're like a pound heavier or whatever, so you can make them heavier to make them hit harder, but you got to be stronger. Do you so think you like, could knock the knock? Knock, maybe not knockout. Do you think you could beat Jake Paul in a boxing match if you had like cement in your gloves? Here's what I would be worried about. I have no idea how strong my jaw is. I don't know what uh, would happen if I would get punched in my head. Like I could literally just go I out think you like have a, a pretty hard head. 
I think so too. I mean, there's not anything in there except for, I think, concrete. So we've got a bunch of concrete in my gloves and a bunch of concrete in my head. And it should work out. <laughs> it's the concrete man. <laughs> yeah, you walk out. Dude, that would be a kind of I kind, that might be my should that be my nickname? Mike The Concrete Man. Mike Concrete Pavlik. It might just have to be concrete in the middle. And it's I just, just get a bunch of fans. union workers. I just get a bunch of concrete union workers to walk out with me. Like, fucking. Yeah, yeah. They all have signs like local 180 or yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Mike, yeah. Best thing to happen to concrete since Eisenhower. So I, I just like, okay. get a big, I get a big Jimmy Hoffa tattoo on my back, yeah. like Steve O, even though it's not even related to <laughs> It just to the says, where is business. he? <laughs> exactly. All of your press conferences are you just being, you know, this fight's great. But what we're really doing is avoiding the big question, where is Jimmy Hoffa? It's time to wake up America. It's been 60 years and no one knows where this guy is. Fucking tell me. I want to know. Concrete wants to know. And then like all of a sudden there's this huge inquest. Public dis- public affection turns towards, you know what? It goes viral on TikTok. All the 12-year-olds are like, wait, where is Jimmy Hoffa? And then finally the government has to reveal that like they fucking, they sent him to Belarus or something and he got killed by the mob or whatever the fuck happened. I don't know. I don't know. Could, could, you, see that could you find Belarus on a map? I could. I could. It's right between uh, Ukraine and uh, I want to say Lithuania, Estonia, and Latvia, and then Russia uh, okay, to the time east. Out. Time out, time out, time out, time out, time out, time out. You just said it's next to Ukraine, and then mm-hmm. after that, rattled off like six other countries. Is it well, also I, next it, to all those six other countries? It borders, I want to say Belarus borders Russia. Ukraine, Latvia, Lithuania, and maybe New Mexico, Poland. Oh, okay. Yeah, but New Mexico is close. I think that's they're just what I a thought. little further away. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. The, uh, New Mexico was a part of Yugoslavia, but then you know, e, oof, mm, that whole yeah, then civil the war and, broke up. Yeah, they broke up all that. Uh, what was that? Yeah. Poland? Really? Belarus is by Poland? Ah, uh, you know, now that you say that, it might there might be one other wedged in between those two, but I, I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, yeah. But I, I, I don't think even with concrete gloves that I could, I could beat Jake Paul. I think just, like, just on, just, so it, much just on an impact level, on a force and impact level, I just. I think there's just so much technique in boxing. Like, I'm worried that I couldn't land a punch in his face. I'm like, worried. I'm worried about your uh, your footwork. My my number one worry would oh, be your footwork. Oh, I would footwork. have no <laughs> footwork. <laughs> that would. I think the only chance I would have of of winning a boxing match would be if like they buried both of our legs in the in the sand like at a beach, so like you can go back but oh. then you can fling back up like one of those. It's like, like rock'em sock or not rock'em sock'ems. What's the little toy that you're just so, standing there and you punch? Yeah, and you punch him and, and he blue. comes back up. Yeah. Do you remember, dude? Like there were so many toys that were just about beating the shit out of each other or or shooting shit at each other when we were growing up. I mean, isn't like, that um, all we did as kids? Really, just beat the shit out of each boppers? other. Sock'em boppers. Yep. Oh, dude, I wanted those so bad. Was that the those one where you have, a, you have the balloons sock on your gloves? Boppers, sock and boppers, more I, fun than a pillow fight. And the commercials were just little kids just punching each other. I think, I think my parents realized that I literally could end up paralyzed if they gave me those. <laughs> so that's when they put their foot down. They're like, Mike is doing so much damage to himself without any toys that if we give him a blatantly <laughs> violent <laughs> toy, he's going to paralyze himself. So honestly, hats off to you, parents. That was a good job. Yeah, I think a lot of kids had like were given the melee weapons, but then I think parents really started to crack the whip on airsoft guns. Dude, like a lot of parents were like, "No chance in hell I'm giving you an airsoft gun," and I mean for good reason, dude. Like, why not? 
if, if you're gonna give them airsoft really quick, if you're gonna give them airsoft weapons, why not just give them the whole fucking samurai arsenal? Give them a samurai sword, throwing knives, nunchucks, like the how, okay. instructional video of how to harikari someone. Just fucking go all the way. You're literally arming. What is this? Raytheon? What's another fucking uh, samurais don't use airsoft guns? Industries just equipping our youth, just yeah, giving I our say youth it. weapons. Airsoft guns were a little fucked. They, I mean, like kids used to have airsoft guns in the park or uh, airsoft wars, and it was just like you're not wearing any protection. You might wear a hoodie so it doesn't hurt as much when you get shot. You could very easily just lose an eyeball. Oh yeah. Or, like, fuck up your face or something if you get hit in the wrong place in one of those. And kids, like, I never had one, so I I did a couple airsoft fights, and I'd show up, and they would have 40 FPS sniper rifles that could hit from 100 yards out, or they would have automatic, like, Uzi ones, and they would go, oh, Shaver, um... Here's a like bolt action pistol. Yeah. <laughs> like uh here's a muzzle loading yes, fucking there you go. Yeah, yeah. revolutionary a, war they, pistol. They, they, yeah. <laughs> I literally they remember I got one one time powder, a bag of airsoft powder yeah, to jam literally. down your gun. Yeah. They were like there was one time they gave me one there was like oh the clip doesn't load properly oh. in the bottom of the pistol. So literally what you're going to have to do is take this Ziploc bag of airsoft pellets and and put one at a time in the bottom of it while you're co- upside down while you're cocking the pistol back, and then it'll get in the chamber and you can shoot it. And I was like, I'm gonna be assassinated. I mean, and sure, sure enough, like as soon as someone would find me, they would just spray me like the same Valentine's Day massacre. And I was be like, fuck, oh, fuck, 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 fuck. It was brutal. It was brutal. Have, have you ever questioned that uh, all your alleged friendships were just tied to the fact that you were cannon fodder for uh, airsoft battles? There was definitely a period of, of time where I would have questioned that. Yeah. But it sounds but like it. For the most part, no. It seemed like because cause they wouldn't invite me all the time because they knew I didn't have a gun. I think those kids liked playing with other people that had guns because I think even some of them felt bad about shooting like literally. It was that fucking Call of Duty, the first Call of Duty game when you get off the boat and he's like, the first man gets a gun, the second ammunition, and they just hand you an ammo clip. Like that's what I felt like going into the airsoft battles because I was just like, Oh, fuck. Okay, I'm going to be screwed. And then, we, again, we had friends with fucking guns that could shoot at you from, like, 50 yards out, and you would just... You, and when they would miss, when they would miss, it was the scariest. Because you would just hear, like, a... And then, like, it would hit a tree or something, then you'd be like, uh, where are they? And you just had no clue where they were. You couldn't see them at all. They're camouflaged. You're laying prone. Dude, you know what Scary they You know what they should have invented for airsoft battles and for kids? Is some form of like mortars how sick would that have been that would have been awesome like just, <laughs> just raining the- down <laughs> airsoft bullets yeah <laughs> i mean like a how it's a howitzer of fucking airsoft oh, yeah. weapon i don't even I mean know. what's I don't know. I'm not, what's I don't crazy know. is if, if you play like paintball there are dudes that take paintball so seriously well that's like, just to settle their ptsd i think it, yeah it kind of is it's like it, it's like the unofficial sport of of Young men who haven't yet reached the age to go directly into the Marine Corps or guys who came back from the Marine Corps and are still love shooting people. Like yeah, those are the two groups of people that play paintball the most. It's all, actually kind of concerning. All paintball hardos were dishonorably charged from the military. Yeah. <laughs> Every yeah. single one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for they sure. They committed 
war crimes, but because of their rank, they were not. <laughs> They weren't tried. Yeah. yeah, they were just they were like, oh, we'll let them go. And now they now they own their own paintball business. Yeah, yeah. Where they go and they you know they shoot up all their friends and people and they, yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's fucked. The going to those things, going to paintball is every ex- experience I've I've had is always very interesting because you I usually go with a group of like ten or so suburban guys. Sometimes girls go too. That are from like nice suburbs, you know, like Rocky River or the equivalent outside of Columbus or somewhere else. So you kind of have, uh, you kind of have bougie people going and then you drive out into the boonies where everyone's favorite drink is Mountain Dew and where these kids, like even though they live 20 minutes away from you, somehow talk like this and they are 14 years old, but they look like they're 20 and they have like guns that look so real i'm not sure if they're paintball guns like unless i saw them if i didn't see them loading these things before the the, the match started i would be like oh they're just gonna kill us like this is just the most dangerous game i feel like they they load like a hundred paintball bullets and then like look over their buddy like uh billy bob or whatever they're like hey billy bob look at this uh 22 round i'm slipping in here they don't know like they just they just throw in throw in a real bullet in the middle and their gun somehow fires it yeah. <laughs> so so you're literally getting hit by paintballs yeah. and then yeah like you're saying a real bullet was his body like what the yeah. F- yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh my I mean, god I just like they shot? they do like these dudes will like these dudes wear like kevlar these dudes they'll bring i saw there's guys that bring real smoke grenades Dude, into I... battle and i'm like okay wait wait that's like that is a real like that explodes that in, that involves ex- explosion and fire and gas and like the, the whole area will get filled with smoke and you're just like I literally came here to shoot paintballs and mostly hit targets because it's fun. I saw and a now guy, I'm being hunted. I saw a guy the last time that I went paintballing that literally pulled out the skin of an ISIS fighter and draped it over his body <laughs> before he started the paintball match. Like and, one of the lion um, outfits where they put the yeah, lion's mane over their head. He had the isolates oh, yeah. of the ISIS fighter, but the eyeballs oh, yeah. were gone. And he wore that out. It was some fucking Silence of the Lambs shit. I was like, okay, oh, yeah. you need to be he on just, every FBI watch list anywhere. It, FBI, it's CIA, It's just one of those NSA, scenes where, like the stereotypical Navy SEAL scene where it's just still water and he just comes out of it very slowly with like full face paint camo on. He's got the... Yes, yeah. yes, I mean, yes. It's, it's, it's wild. It's truly a mix of like the people who send who make the laws that send Americans to war and the Americans that go to war. Like if you ever want to see those two groups uh, coagulating somewhere, that's not a DMV or like a Chick-fil-A this like paintball is the true, like come together or the post office, I would say come together, whether you're poor and uneducated or rich and educated come together. And it's like their, their place for revenge because they know, like if they meet you in a court of law, you know, we're we're always gonna have the upper hand. All of our friends that are lawyers, like, hey, I'm sorry, poor stupid guy, but you're going to jail. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't hit your girlfriend. I'm sorry. So this is their area for revenge because it's like, oh, here come the suburb white collar folk. We're literally going to murder them with paintballs. We are going to relentlessly murder them with paintballs. It's, I mean, dude, but it's fun. It's kind of fun. It's like, um, I, you know, you kind of feel like you deserve it a bit if you get shot up by some of these guys. You're like, you know what? Good. This is like the great, the great equalizer. Okay. If you want to vent your frustrations with your life, 
by shooting me with little paint pellets. If it prevents you from shooting me for real with a real gun, okay, so be it. In in okay. the post office or the DMV. Or yeah, right, right. All the other places, the FedEx. Yeah, all the other places where it yeah, happens. The only thing that I ask is, uh, yeah, that bump stock that you have on your paintball. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to be allowed to have that. Okay, you're gonna have to. You're yeah. gonna have to lose that. We're going to have yeah. some gun control. Over on, my on dead body. Over my dead like, body. Oh it, oh, it starts on the paintball field, and then it's going <laughs> to come to our backyards, and you're going to come and take away all our money. Next thing, you got British soldiers that are living in my living room. That ain't going to fucking happen. Not in my America. I was like, God damn it, man. I just don't think you should be able to own a rocket launcher. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, it's fun. It's fun. I, I, I recommend say, anyone who hasn't done it to go do it. Oh. I will say 100%. I went uh, with uh, through work, and I literally had maybe one of my biggest highs that I can remember playing Capture the Flag. It oh, was it's exhilarating. Incredible. Your adrenaline's off the chain. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like I, and, I totally understand war. I totally understand it. Oh, I, yeah. And which like, I totally don't, but you know you what know, I mean. You know what's... There's a couple things. One, I wouldn't recommend going in the winter because your goggles fog up mm. and then you find yourself in this panic mode where you're like, oh, I got to unfog my goggles and you take them off. When you take them off, you're like, oh, I could probably be blinded for real right now. Oh, if, my I see, brother, if I see a guy take off his helmet, I am immediately aiming right, for the Right, you're head. trying to shoot him in the head. Right, 100%. you're trying to, that, that's just, and that's not even bad. That's just like human nature. Yeah. That's just human nature. That's yeah. just an instinct. That's Darwinism. That's straight Darwinism. Right. My brother, the first time he played, uh, we were like 10 and eight, like way too young to be playing. We were playing on one of the Gerard's ranch for those people who know like Tegan Gerard. It was that whole family. We were playing on one of their properties oh my somewhere. God, I yeah. know Tegan. I oh. went to middle school. What don't make that? me give you shit have about you, how you think you have, have a good you, diet and you have, have good taste you, in food because you cook one of Tegan Gerard's recipes every week. Block? Oh my Says, God, I love her flour recipe. Okay. Says the guy who cooks one of her recipes every week and thinks that it makes him cultured. <laughs> I just like cooking. 100% facts. Uh, 100% fact. facts. I've fact. never gotten, seen anyone post or talk about Tegan Gerard's food recipes more than you, other than Tegan Gerard. You're you not are wrong. like your number one fan. Guilty. Big time. Guilty. I Big time. could actually like give a Roger Niebert review of her recipes as a whole and then even more individually the ones that I've made. There are yeah, good, and you, there are good that and puts bad, you. Naturally. That's the only thing you have that elve that you think elevates you to some pedestal. I go to I don't, a I, South I African chicken chain that is world renowned for having good chicken and fries and sides and desserts, and I get a good meal that you've never had in your life. Taste it. Post pictures saying, "Hey, this place is really good," and you go, "That's chicken and fries." It's I your mean, same argument about the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich. Oh, oh, why? Because you made Tegan's upside-down pineapple cake today? Who's eating that, Mike? You, you fat ass. You're making a cake for yourself, and you're going to come at me for trying something new because you cooked one of Tegan's recipes? Okay. One, it was a pineapple upside-down cake recipe from Jenny's and Jenny Britton Bauer. Shout out Jenny Britton Bauer. Great Instagram follow. Additionally, Jenny, like Jenny's ice cream, Jenny. Yes, like Jenny's ice cream. Oh, Jenny's are ice. you talking about the other fucking woman that you stand like no one else? There's only two women that you talk about all the time, and that's fucking Tegan Gerard and Jenny's. And every time someone brings up another ice cream, you suck Jenny's big fat dick, and you go Jenny's mint berry fucking whatever is better. Any ice cream, any ice cream. You're everything. You're every not wrong. your entire could, frame of reference for out, food is Tegan a... Gerard and Jenny's. If I swear to God, if they did a combo recipe, you'd fucking come your pants. 
your head would explode. I mean, probably true. I, I, I have very few women in my life, so I, I latch on. I latch on to certain women and, and pass past my family, female members. I need to find, you know, other women to connect with. So who did I choose? A woman that makes recipes in her Colorado compound yeah ranch and the columbus queen herself of ice cream Mm. jenny Mm. britton bauer Mm. i I literally think that if they jenny's Jenny's, overrated you want to talk about overrated things jenny's is overrated Mm. 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 Mm -hmm. Uh, mm. but i'm sure she makes Mm. a mean pineapple upside down cake because if you start an ice cream shop sure yeah i make a mean that means i make a mean pineapple upside down cake Yeah. yeah It does. That's great. And it was a very rich cake, but it was a very tasty cake. And I was actually very sad. What? what, That's such a fucking madman wife, housewife thing to make. Who's making pineapple upside down cake? I I don't know why people are making it. I don't know why. I think it has a bad uh, association or whatever. I think people have a negative view of pineapple upside down cake. Because it came out of a Betty Crocker cookbook 40 years ago. What? What is who what makes is the modern? What are the modern cakes right now? Let's go. Let's hear it, Cake Man. What are you fucking Willy Wonka of cakes? What are the modern cakes? Definitely red velvet. If you say cupcakes, I will literally dive through this fucking webcam and like rip your esophagus out. Definitely red velvet is a modern cake. Definitely uh, mug cakes, which are cakes made in mugs. Literally fucking cakes die. made in literally mugs. Fucking die. <laughs> fucking. I hope all the oxygen in a hundred mile radius disappears and you suffocate. Mug all cakes, I'm saying, if you say lava cake neck, I am lava going cake. To book a it was the to third Chicago one I was going to say. Your throat. Lava cake is the third one. I knew you were going to fucking say lava cake. I knew it. I knew it. Are you just like the Applebee's Chili's poster boy with the first three fucking? You you are. I just know what the people white are trash eating right America. Now. That's I okay. know what the people. Go oh, ahead. I'm white trash. I'm white trash. You have America. the mic. You have the mic. You're making a Betty Crocker recipe, Mike. That was invented by a company. The pineapple upside down cake. What Don't was come it? at what me. What company? The pineapple upside down company cake of the fucking literally. Pro- look it up. It was literally probably Betty Crocker, who, unlike these other women you worship, wasn't even a real woman. She didn't even exist. It was just big companies going, we need more ridiculous recipes that take more time so these housewives don't kill themselves. We need them making recipes that take six hours to prepare and bake. And then they can go, oh yeah, oh yeah. A pineapple mm-hmm. upside down, it took me like under 30 minutes. It was but in the, the 50s, ever in the 50s, out. finding a pineapple took four hours. Shut they didn't have them everywhere. The- Fuck you up. couldn't get pineapples that's, everywhere in the fifties. No, wrong, wrong. You could I don't not. Believe that. I do you not could not. That. You think you could that. just go down to the gro- the local Dave's Deli, and and he would have pineapples from Hawaii sitting there? I do. Nope. I do. Nope. I do. Mm-mm. What year are we Mm-mm. talking about? What year? Nineteen fifty. Yes, there were. There was an easily accessible pineapple within a ten mile radius. No. Also, women couldn't drive. You're forgetting that point. So in women 1950, had to- <laughs> in 1950, women couldn't drive. They legally weren't allowed to drive. Yeah, they weren't allowed. Um, how did we get on this? Oh, yeah, because you, yeah, you came. Oh, yeah. Well, my, yeah, that, that really got. How did we get rails. here from paintball? I don't remember. Uh, you were but, talking uh, about the going to the Gerard Ranch. Uh, some uncle. Oh, my brother. Uh, our first time playing. Our, yeah, our okay. first time playing paintball. My brother. This it, it was. And you'll know exactly what Saving Private Ryan scene I'm talking about as soon as I say this. Mm-hmm. My brother got shot by a paintball in his goggles and thought that he got hit, which he did, took his goggles off, oh, no. 
to look at him and then got shot again in the same spot in his head immediately afterward. It was exactly the scene no. on Saving Private Ryan when the dude gets hit in the helmet. It was the same scene. He like took him off and looked at him and then <laughs> another one came through and he had this giant welt on his forehead. And we go back to Cleveland and my mom's like, oh my God. Because my dad, my dad took us and he's like, don't tell your mom I'm taking you. Because I mean, <laughs> we were way too young. Like I, I vividly remembered the paintball gun I had being way too heavy for me yeah. to use and i was just like okay I, i'm six i'm literally six and i, I we... just wanted a gogurt today you promised me a gogurt <laughs> shut up take this yeah. gun my dad was like my dad was i'll talk about this in a second my dad was literally reliving the deployment to vietnam that he never got he would never got he was too young to actually get deployed there so literally he was like a snake in the grass he murdered half their team he murdered. He was no. like going prone. He I was thought like you were talking fucking... in real life there for a second. I was like, what? no, no, what in the team? paintball game, he wiped out half their team. He came back with like mud fucking <laughs> under his eyes, like, like leaves in his you, hair. Where did you get blood? He's like, oh, I just killed a squirrel back there. I just broke its neck and then ripped He's open like, its stomach. Oh, what happened to you guys? And I was like, I ran out of paintballs. My brother just had a welt on his forehead, and he was like, <laughs> oh. So we get home. My mom's like, what happened to Brian? My dad's like, uh, he he walked into a shelf. <laughs> He walked into that's like, a shelf. That's what you say park. after you get beat. That's that's yeah, a right. That's a domestic abuse line. Right yeah, there. like oh, a man. massive, massive welt right here, and it was just like, oh Jesus Christ! But yeah, that was my first foray into paintballing. It is, it is fun, and it is like you were saying. What's besides the level of adrenaline you get during it, which most people never encounter adrenaline, especially really lame and boring people. Like the closest they get is if a car almost sideswipes them on the highway. They'll have like a momentary like, oh my goodness. And like, that's it. Imagine how boring your life is if that's the highest your adrenaline ever gets, first of all. Second of all, paintball, you feel like you're going to die. Dude, so you your adrenaline you is like... You start communicating what flank you're taking. Just oh, yeah. that feeling is oh, yeah. unbelievable. And you're scared to talk and make noise. Like that's, it's, it's incredible. And... The scary part for me is like once you do shoot someone, it's great. Yeah, like wh when you shoot someone, <laughs> it's it's incredible. And I and every person I've gone with, guy, girl, young, old, my age, whatever. If you get out of there and you're someone that shoots someone, you fucking love it. And that is the real danger of guns. Is guns were made to do one thing shoot people and when you do that thing uh, it's awesome it's awesome do you think okay i got two things one um we need to somehow buy a retirement home but keep all the old people and the first thing we're gonna do <laughs> is take them to a paintball facility and put, <laughs> put them on two teams and uh, we're going to release the 95 and up group Dude. and just have no. go. Can you imagine the Alzheimer's group going head to head <laughs> for paintballs? Dude. I just wanted applesauce. Just they would all be out in a minute because they would all shoot each other. They, I don't, think, on I don't think they would even but be no, able to get that far. The reason why I would not want to do that is because those are the dudes who fought in World War II. Are you fucking kidding me? You put them, they're going to be immediately back in the, absolutely not. They're going to, they're going to end up forgetting where they are. 
going back to like their core Marine Corps training and slitting my throat with a bayonet, like no, from no, behind. No, we're, we're, like, we're outside the facility. We're, this oh, is we're like, just uh, watching? Yeah, this is like the Hunger Games. This is very similar to Hunger mm. Games. We're just watching. So I want them to go and flash back to World War II and go full mm. on like, uh, what's the forest in the Battle of the Bulge? The Ardennes. Yes, they like go straight out of the Ardennes forest. Like somehow some dude is making a grenade just about the supplies that are inside of the paintball facility. <laughs> How did you even build this? Like that's uh, that's what I want. Honestly, that that fate, like even if some of them died of heart attacks or exertion or whatever, is probably better than what a lot of them face in like a nursing home. Oh, for sure. I mean, like that yeah, would be a pretty cool way to go out. Like if dude, someone was like, "Hey, Matt, um, your family." doesn't care about you anymore you're 92 years old you could just keep like sitting in here and and watching disney movies or or matt and mike's matt and mike's magnificent magnificent paintball mania invites you for a once in a lifetime opportunity to relive your glory days arm up and we're just oh yeah that would be great at those senior living facilities it's like okay yeah uh we've got a pickleball here uh, we've got shuffleboard, and then around this corner, we have our uh, three thousand acre paintball facility for our for our. And every Thursday's live ammo, real round ammunition <laughs> for our sixty five plus group. Uh, yeah, that seems like they're they really get a, a lot of sense of purpose in their later years out of this so paintball sick. match that we have weekly, dude. Like that's what I've thought about. You know, like you know how some of these uh, like uh, totalitarian regimes. Yes. And, uh, like, uh, the Nazis and stuff like that did all these crazy experiments and, like, all these super unethical shit. I feel like if yeah, I would you, ever You're reach, saying you want to do that. Yeah. So that's the only way that I would ever be allowed. That's the only way I would ever be allowed to run that Just paintball Just do it to camp. the old people. It would literally be a paintball camp. That's what I, mm. I mean. It would be, I would round up all the elderly, put them in a camp, and then just run paintball matches. I until would they say- all died. This podcast is going to be canceled by old people, but they don't know how to listen to the they podcast. Yeah, they, they won't remember after like five minutes. It's okay. They don't have enough arm strength to keep cranking their phone to listen to this long enough. Oh, man. Although I'm, I'm actually, I'm thinking more. You know what my medic group is going to be? So we obviously what? need a medic group. My medic group is just going to be all little people. Just going to be little people running oh, the medic group. Oh, my so. God. Now you're getting into borderline, like, Willy Wonka fantasy. So like, imagine, Mike, are you running a paintball a place or a fucking... Just running an AED at, like, a... I mean, it would be sick. Man. Because not only would, like, it probably be harder for them to get hit. Oh, yeah. Dude, I'm, now I'm thinking about what I would like our retirement facilities to be when we're that age. Paintball, for sure, would be sick. They put laser tag in there. Awesome. There's definitely going to be open fields where they just let old retired millennials uh, play Pokemon Go and like catch Pokemon mm. within a field. Just thinking about what our retirements or homes are going to be like when we're that age. Dude, you know what? Um, I, I want one thing in my... Actually, two things now that I think about it. Two things in my retirement home. The first thing that I want is uh, a ball pit in my room. Uh, in your second, room. Yeah, fuck it. Just put it in my room. I, I already know how you're dying. Then. The second, drowning in a ball pit? Uh, yes, yeah. 100%. Exas- uh, not exasperating. Ex- uh, asphyxiating. There we go. Asphyxiating yes. in a ball pit. <laughs> On one of the balls. Yes, yes. Shoving it up my butt. Right. Um, the second thing that I'm going to need in the retirement home is, you know, the uh, water squirt gun game at the Target oh. that you play mm-hmm. at uh, carnivals? Yep. That, like, I'm going to need that. Yeah. Okay, so... The first high that's amazing is paintballing. The second 
best high arguably that I had in my life is playing <laughs> He's that hitting carnival the game. water targets. Oh, I dude, I legitimately am so happy playing that game. It's unbelievable. You know what? It's game's not fucking... even difficult. Oh, that's probably why I love it so much. <laughs> it's literally like the only carnival game you're meant to win. It's like when you give like a four year old just kid have to the easiest hold coloring the water book ever, gun. and he's super yeah. happy that he's able to color inside the lines. And you're like, oh my god, little Mike, look at you! You're doing and so everything's well. inside and the lines. Yeah, the the coloring book is just shapes. It's like a circle and a square. Right, right. And it's right. Like, oh That's my god, literally what that Mike, carnival you're so game talented. is. Yeah, I don't even give a shit because the biggest game that we would play when we would go. So the audience might not know this as a whole uh my family went to kennywood uh, oh boy here we go as a child we never went to cedar point yeah here uh, we if you're go. wondering what kennywood is it's um heaven's it's playground uh, playground <laughs> it's yeah it's uh jeffrey dahmer's uh vacation home yeah uh, no it is heaven's playground in pittsburgh pennsylvania mm. uh, they call it we'll... that because so many kids end up in heaven after yeah exactly <laughs> right right pretty much um but do you remember the game where they had the colored circles and you have to roll the wiffle ball and you're trying to roll it onto the colored circles? Yes. Do you ever play that game? Yes. Oh, fuck it. That game was so hard. Yes. That, I that's don't know the where point. I'm going with this. Yeah. Oh, well. But it wasn't clear- impossible. It wasn't impossible. Some of those games were impossible. You know what I, You know what would be an actual <laughs> terrible but hilarious carnival game to have installed at one of these like senior centers? You know that the game where there's just a bunch of uh, rubber ducks in a pool and you have oh. to pick one up and, the, and don't there's they something on the bottom. They, oh, oh, okay, okay. There's like a, it, they all have numbers in the bottom, but then if you pick up one with like a star, you win a prize. Yes. Just do that and there's no rubber ducks with stars. It's just, there's, oh, there's oh. no winning ducks and you just have old people just picking up ducks. That's, that's for like three the equivalent hours. of them. Them like hearing about a new visitor coming to the retirement home and it's just never a member of their family. It's never a visitor for them. <laughs> yeah. They're like, Oh, yeah. is the duck here to see me yet? It's like Basically. No, Donald, the duck is not here. Um, that's a very like uh traveling carnival game. Or, not yes. game. A very well, yes, game, but a very traveling carnival move. Um Dude, the fact that those are still legal and operating within the united states bro is probably one of top 10 craziest things currently happening in our country 100 percent. like if you biden without is, biden is talking about all these different topics he is still yet to address the most important thing why are there still operating traveling carnivals in the 50 states dude there is one really quick there is one that has come multiple times during the pandemic and has come way (laughs) way more times before that since i've lived down here in austin texas that literally has come it's less than two miles away from me it goes to an open field next to a storage locker facility sets up (laughs) is there for about two weeks and then leaves i literally feel like i'm living in a stephen king novel i'm just right not sure what is actually going on right or like the sandlot it doesn't make any sense and then the thing is all of those rides were built and have been running since like the sandlot like no, none of those things was built before nine or built after nineteen eighty. Dude, those those things were built when Casablanca came out in theaters. That's literally yes. when those things were built. <laughs> they, they literally and like they repurposed old like Soviet submarines to make half these rides. <laughs> yes. And little kids have been riding in them since then. And like they're like I I even remember as a kid 
a couple vivid moments where I would be like on the top of the Ferris wheel where you can spin all the way around, but they're like, oh, don't spin all the way around. Dude. Or on some of these other rides, like the teacup, and I would see like a bolt come loose, and I would be like, is this, like even when I was eight, would be like, is this safe to ride on right I, now? I think it teaches you to be ready to die at any moment in your life. Oh, when yeah. you go through those experiences as a young boy or girl, you oh, learn yeah. very early that life is fragile. And as and in fragile, it means you could literally die on this ride right now. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's, that was even before you realized that everyone working at those is a meth head. And a felon. Like, that's even... Yes. It's like, yeah, I wonder that's where even, they put all the felons. And it's like, oh, they work at carnivals. 100%. And they're just working around... Like, I'm so surprised, and we'd have to fact check this, but I was about to say, I'm so surprised there's not, like, more serial killers that were the people that worked at traveling carnivals. Like, I know John Wayne Gacy was, like, a birthday clown, mm. but, like, you would just think by sheer, like, you travel from city to city across the country and there's just all these unsupervised kids. Like, I mean, Mike, you want to talk about you being a serial killer. That's ripe for the picking. But I feel like, I feel like that shoe fits too perfectly. You know how things mm. can be too perfect? I yeah. feel like that's, that's too perfect. Yeah, it's too easy, probably. There's right. probably been a lot of serial killers that looked at that opportunity and they were just like, this is just low-hanging fruit. I want to. I want a challenge. Exactly. You know? Exactly. It's I like, want to kill. I'm have the FBI thirteen here. coeds in in Oregon without right. anyone knowing, and yeah. that's all. It's all within a month. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, it is. It is absolutely obscene that those exist. And I literally, I literally think one of the main reasons has to be just because our parents went to them, and our parents' parents went to them. Yes. And so it's like. Oh, well, I always went to the carnival when I was a kid and it was a lot of fun. And sometimes you talk to girls and eat food and go on rides. And it's just like, I don't want to deprive my children of that. And I literally think it's going to take catastrophic machinery failures at one of these where like 50 kids die for people to be like, oh, what's been going on for the past 20 years? Dude, did that not happen already when literally one of the rides at the Columbus State Fair just, oh. like, ran into the ground? Oh, yeah. Didn't, it like, just... behead some chick or something? I mean, dude, people were flying off that thing like they were, like, monkeys. Like, you know yeah. that monkey toy where you got swinging yeah. monkeys? They were literally <laughs> swinging monkeys off of this machine. Imagine. It literally just, like, a bolt must have flown off, and it's trajectory got changed it literally just ran into the ground it was insane. yeah i think it just smashed people under the floor yeah, yeah like not not but yeah then everyone was just like ah this same, this is what same time tomorrow the, knuckleheads yeah right exactly. that's like this is what's the weirdest thing about fairs is when something like that happens people rationalize it by going like oh well it was a fair ride i guess things like this just happen at the fair like that's that's america tommy Right. That's like, our oh, stars and stripes is if carnival you want American, fatalities. If you, want a, if you want traditional American fairs, you're going to get traditional American beheadings when the, when the coaster breaks apart and drives 50 people into the ground. Well, I, yes. think, I actually think that's the thing with the uh, progression of time and progression of history. The one constant has seemed to be beheadings, um, but as our society has you know, progressed... Uh, I guess ethically or whatever it may be, we had to somehow change our strategy through beheadings. So I think, you know, it was the guillotine, it was however Genghis mm -hmm. Khan did it, mm -hmm. um, blah, 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 blah. I think now mm -hmm. the stage that we're in, this is how they're getting beheadings done. That's how they're keeping their beheading statistics up. 
Great point. You know, it would be a good use of resources if one of the options you could pick on death row was just to ride a local carnival ride until it inevitably fell apart and like killed you. But you, but, but you have, you have, you're not allowed to stop. You need to constantly be right. Like you will be on the upside down Ferris wheel probably for three days until the gears come off and you literally roll down the hill into a lake and drown inside the metal cage or something. Okay. Okay. I'm going to have to get, uh, whoever runs the military on the phone and ask him why we're not changing Guantanamo Bay to a uh, traveling uh, carnival. Dude, and could flip, you imagine that? Guantanamo Bay, exactly. Put all the carnival rides it in Guantanamo Bay. It already has a Bay, great and then, roller coaster theme park name. Dude, Guantanamo Bay would be an incredibly that sounds like good a blast. roller coaster. Yes, That exactly. sounds like a blast. That's what I'm saying. The, the terrorists are literally going to get excited to get there and still be excited when they get there, yes. but then they're going to flip on the heavy metal music and and like the strobe lights <laughs> leave and lights it's gonna, on it's all it's indoors hit, yeah it's gonna hit 2 oh a.m and they're still gonna be riding the spinaholic and they're they're gonna talk they're gonna tell you everything you need oh, to yeah. know about oh yeah they're terrorists <laughs> except they'll be going around the teacups so when they they can only talk to you in three second bursts they'll be like <laughs> i swear to god i didn't know he was helping osama bin Laden. And I just have to tell you it in like three second intervals every couple of minutes. Yeah, when they come back around. It's, and that's not going to be a very good strategy for defusing the bomb. The, the bomb no. might go off if you have to wait for... Uh, <laughs> what are the codes? What are the codes? Six. Two. Four. I'm going to throw up. Yeah. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Wait. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I mean, they, they could just take... Actually, this would be a great use of all the... Th- all of the equipment and rides that they used to use at the IX Indoor Amusement Park, which was originally a tank factory, it would all come full circle if they took those rides, sent them down to Guantanamo Bay, and just made it a big like indoor amusement park for terrorists and prisoners. Yes. 100%. Yes. It's the perfect trick. Yes. They get there, they're excited, they're happy. Then you put them on hour 96 of riding on the carnival ride and like i said mm-hmm. they're gonna talk like i think abu Ghraib had it all wrong abu Ghraib <laughs> did all that fucked up shit they weren't <laughs> thinking childish enough they Mm-mm. they had to Mm-mm. lower their their childish evil yeah to our level and they probably standards would have, were too high yeah they yeah. probably would still be operating to the same See, this is the type of military consulting that we could be paid literally like five million dollars a year for yeah like the military is so ready to just pay people to come up with ideas for how to torture terrorists and to kill more people that we could literally like we could probably if we wanted to get a phone call with someone at the pentagon like just pitch this and kind of mask it in such a way that we could literally probably get on the phone with someone at the pentagon if we wanted to and only then fully pitch it now is like okay guantanamo bay as an amusement park but here's the thing. We need to get into the Pentagon in a conference room and be able to present through a PowerPoint presentation. We can't do it over the phone. We're not going to be able to get this off the ground and running if we're not running it through PowerPoint. I need to show up in my suit. <clears throat> we need to show up in our suits. It's going to be like that, Step that, Brothers. That would just be like up. the Step Brothers yes. fucking boat. That's exactly what Except I was saying. I was if, like, that's if exactly Step what like. If Step Brothers was successful in that business endeavor though because we're not could you imagine if they if they kept half of it was a prison amusement park and half of it was 
a open to the public amusement park that funded the prison half of it. <laughs> is the, like is the public half able to see the terrorist half? Um, or is there like a big border wall that divides the two? That's a good question. Actually, the only thing that that conjoins them is a paintball course. Oh, fuck where, an elder, a, where, a senior living paintball course. Where fuck you it, can dude. enter and, and senior citizens just hunt both people from both parks. Dude, with real Disney guns. is literally shaking in its boots. Disney is shitting yeah. their pants. They thought Netflix was a competitor. They Mm-mm. haven't seen anything. Forget Bob about Epcot. Fuck, dude. He's Forget fucked. about the place that with all the different countries forget about snow mountain i've never been to disney i'm butcher i don't know what any of these places i was are, gonna but... say I, I went once when i was like six months which is a forget crazy about... place to bring a baby but right right so dumb I mean... but forget it yeah forget about all those parks guantanamo bay 2022 america's new rock and roller coast right on <laughs> that would uh, be got, so sick we've got no masks no masks Mm-mm. you don't need to wear masks at guantanamo bay no. I also love that we don't need to change the name. That might be my favorite part of the That's entire That's the best part <laughs> of the whole thing. The it's almost as the if name. they named that place thinking like, okay, well, if this doesn't work out and the government says no, we can turn this into an amusement park. Are we sure that that wasn't just their Pokemon evolution plan? They were like, all right, we're going to run this as a Squirtle for as long as the Squirtle's going to be a Squirtle. And then eventually <laughs> it's going to happen where it's going to turn into a, what's after a Squirtle? Uh, a, a War Turtle? No. War Turtle? A Blastoise? No, Blastoid is the third one. It's Squirtle something Blastoid. Wasn't it a War Turtle? War Turtle? Uh, no. What's the Lily? The, remember the Lily Pad one, too? Ah, uh, fuck. Vile Plume? What the hell are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> fuck, that I don't know. crazy. But, but I, yeah, I do imagine them pitching Guantanamo Bay and just being like, all right, guys, this is such a long shot. But the good news is, even if this fails, which in all likelihood, the U.S. government will shoot it down right away because what we're pitching them is insane. Even if it does fail, we always have our fallback plan of the amusement park water park combo called Guantanamo Bay. And then I feel like they pitched it like stepbrother style and the government was like, yes, we have 30,000 terrorists already that have been looking for a home. And they just kind of looked at each other like, what? And it was like one of those 90 movies where it's like, <laughs> they thought they were running an amusement park. And then the government said, turn it into a concentration camp death zone for terrorists. <laughs> it's so fucked. But Star- it, it, starring, honestly, starring Will Smith and <laughs> David Schwimmer and as- Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As roller coaster operators? Yeah, and they're just like, is this the switch? Yeah. You guys want to get on a water ride? It's just guys getting waterboarded. They're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, what? I thought this was the splash zone. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, like, what's crazy is that that does not seem far-fetched at all. By no, like, I, I think we actually might be a, like onto something with this idea. We may it, have it, just whether, uncovered the origins of Guantanamo. Whether that's a TV show? That we're going to sell to Showtime or HBO Max <laughs> or whether that's an actual amusement park that we're going to be running to completely change the interrogation practices of the U.S. government. We're, we're going we're gonna to do something with this. We're going to yes. put wind in the sails and, and we're going to take this somewhere. I really yes. think we have something here. There's definitely more. Uh, there's definitely other things like this that we can uncover. And again, this all stemmed from the fact that that I don't know, guys, ask your local elected officials why the fuck carnival traveling carnivals are still happening 
because it's only a matter of time before the Ohio fair accident comes to your state, and then you're going to have 50 dead kids on your hand, and you're going to go, why is shit. Why is, why is QAnon not examining traveling carnivals for human trafficking, and why are they focused so much on whatever they focus on for human trafficking? Just real quick, that just popped into my head, and uh, I think it's a pretty solid question. I don't know, because none of it is real. They're delusional people. That's They're a good delusional. That's like that, 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 what you just said makes too much sense for QAnon to consider it. Mm. If you were like, why isn't QAnon examining childhood TV, like children's TV shows to see if like actually kids are getting sucked into their television shows and can't escape the set of Barney and Friends, which is actually a pedophile cult, then that would be something QAnon would be like, wait a minute, you've got a point. But what you said actually makes so much sense that they'd be like, shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. I feel, like, I feel like QAnon is basically just the modern Salem witch trials. And you've got one person that comes in the QAnon meeting and is like, hey, maybe they're not a witch. Maybe they're just a regular person. And then they immediately just stone that person to death for being a yeah. witch. I mean, it's, it's almost as insane because like literally, I think as bad as it sounds, it almost would have been hilarious to be just one of the townspeople at the Salem witch trials. Cause like, you know, some random dude came in and was like, if she floats, she's a witch. Like just, some, just out, just some dude. out of left field thing. Like if she likes the taste of brambleberries, she's a witch. And people would just be like, all right, yeah, you're right. Dude, yeah, yeah, do right. you remember, do you remember the shit that they used to do? They literally used to tie rocks and stones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And then oh, if, yeah. if they, it, what was it? If they they'd be like she drowned, up, yeah. so she so she wasn't a witch, but yeah. also oh you're dead, you drowned, you're dead, <laughs> yeah. you're dead, you're dead. You're, yeah, oh yeah. And then they're just like okay, everybody go home. That was tonight's entertainment. That was before I mean, televisions. But yeah, again, but like, but there wasn't even electric light. Everything you had to do was by candle. Dude, the whale only fat. things whale fat. The baby. only things uh good about uh, uh, uh the only things that are. Uh, good by candlelight are what eating and and maybe having sex writing 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 by candle yeah. i don't even know if i've ever done that by candlelight i don't fuck with candles at all i am a big anti-candler again we've talked about this because your your house is made out of matchsticks it's, that's it's all, a yes survival technique my you. house is basically just made out of old newspapers <laughs> like newspapers from the early 2000s. That's you ever see like those pictures or videos of like what rats stow away and like rats have like, and birds sometimes too, they just have like areas where they make their nests in their homes and there's just like, like wood shavings and paper and children's toys and pieces of tin foil just piled into like a corner somewhere. Basically, ever, that, that's what I'm saying, your house. <laughs> have you ever seen a hoarder's house? Um, I've never been, I've seen videos. I know you've oh. been into them, which oh, is yeah. wild. Oh yeah, yeah. They're, they're pretty shocking. But that's just what I like a pack rat, of. but as a human being. Oh yeah, big time. It's it's wild. Like it's it's absurd that people can. I mean, actually, I shouldn't say no because I may or may not have an aunt in my family mm. that may or may not be a hoarder whose basement may or may not be one of the scenes from one of the television shows that. Who talks about hoarders. I don't want to get too much into it, but actually I do want to say, yes, I have seen that. It's remarkable. And ordinarily when I go over there, I just throw stuff away as how like kind you, of a, a helpful, how are you? Allowed? How does she let you? I, oh no. It's, it's always like when she's in the kitchen, like making food or doing oh. something else, I'll just like throw a couple things in the garbage and 
it never really does anything. It never does she ever Does she anything. ever pull it out of the garbage? I'm sure after I leave, she finds oh, yeah. out I did it and pulls it all out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. like... It's nuts. I wonder if courting would be as bad if places didn't give receipts. I feel like 90% of the things people hoard are receipts. Dude. Because they're scared of the government. Just, just like paper bills, too. Like things oh, yeah. that organizations send you after visits through the mail like the mail oh, yeah. was such a contributing factor to hoarders too it's also another thing that was a huge thing contributing factor to hoarders is uh grocery bags they hoard grocery oh, bags like they're diamonds mined from where diamonds are mined from out of <laughs> sierra, sierra leone africa there we go. South sierra africa, leone sierra yeah, leone yeah. dude it's it's garbage sierra bags leone. filled with uh grocery bags it's crazy it's like yeah, if i ever I, need to throw up i know where to come well, I mean, your room is, is getting close, but I don't think, I think most of the stuff has some sort of value to, to, well, at least yeah. if other people walked in your room, they would be like, oh, okay, at least this hoarding makes sense to me. Like Dude. you're not hoarding like empty pickle jars or anything no. like that. I, I yeah. have, I have always been fascinated to know though, um, if and when a girl comes to my room, she's going to have <laughs> no less than a hundred questions. There, there are <sighs> like easily 100 questions immediately like we're gonna she's gonna come over like to hook up and she's just gonna stop cold turkey and just ask 100 questions and next thing you know it's gonna be like what? 8 a.m no she's not oh, no dude, no one no she's not uh, what unless you have like literal like living chimpanzees in your room no no one's going to okay that's a good point. stop mid make out and be like mike why do you have a, a poster of the dune book on your wall like that's no one gives point. no one gives a fuck no I dramatize that pretty pretty. No one cares. No one cares. That's a good Unless point. your room smells like shit or you like you literally cannot navigate through it, no mm. sane person is gonna be like, stop mid hook. I mean, well, unless you're terrible at, you know, making mm. out and hooking up with them. Then they mm. then they might just be looking for excuse, like, oh my God, you have uh six dry rubs on your desk. That's so cool. Speaking of dry rubs, can you get off of me? <laughs> I, I would hope it, I would hope at that point she would just jump through my bedroom window. Just like break through the glass like she's Bruce Willis and die hard. And just funny. fall onto my roof and roll off and then fall down and then there's an Uber out there waiting and she just dives into the Uber's window and they through drive the window. Off. Yeah. I, I would just I would be in love. I'd just be in love. The bubble bass SpongeBob episode where they're all accusing him of hiding the pickles and he just goes, and there's my ride. And yeah, he just yeah, fucking yeah. Bolts hey, out of there. there's my keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are the pickles. Well, there's my ride. All right. Um, cool. Well, I think that's it. We've already uh, we've already hit an hour today. Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed that. Um, I think there were a couple uh, a couple great questions asked that all of you can ponder uh, this next week. And if you if you have any insights on them, whether it be county fairs or Guantanamo Bay or the things we talked about originally which we've already forgotten at this point mm. uh let us know let us know if you have any insights um, um, or if you liked any of the things we talked about and uh and you know we can continue the discourse and and matt one more really thing i i just have a quick question that i wanted to ask you that i want to you know mm. leave our listeners with uh mm. that they can ask themselves mm. um you know look within themselves a little bit uh the have you ever worn a thong no hmm okay I have what? worn a thong. Um, I want <laughs> our audience to ask themselves no. and reflect upon themselves if they've ever worn a thong. Why have you? No. We'll, we'll no. touch on it next episode. Okay. Yeah, I guess this is a cliffhanger. It gives you a reason to, to wait until next week. 
Why did Mike wear a thong? Find out in next week's episode. There we go. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Talk to you soon. All right. I'll see you guys later. Take care.